0: Welcome to Big Blend Radio's Food, Wine, and Travel Show, where we go across country and travel the world with members of the International Food, Wine, Travel Writers Association. Let's go. Hey, everyone. We're super excited to welcome back travel writer and photographer Corey Solomon back on the show. He's going to be taking us to Torrance, California, Los Angeles area, basically her backyard, that she kind of rediscovered. Her article about it is up on blendradioandtv.com dot com. The link is in the radio show notes. Whether you're watching this on YouTube or Facebook or listening on aCast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, all those places. Um, so you know we love this. Uh, Corey is also the president of the International Food Wine Travel Writers Association. Of course, we've been doing these shows for years. And uh, they just came back from their conference that was at sea on the Discovery Princess. So she's going to tell us about that at the end of the conversation. But first, we're going to talk about Torrance, California. So welcome back, Corey. How are you?
1: I'm great. Glad to be back.
0: Hey, so this is your neighborhood that you you basically rediscovered. And I think that's something important is to kind of go search out the communities near you. So this is the greater Los Angeles area, right, for people right. flying in or... Maybe have never been there. Well, it's
1: actually really close to, the, to LAX. Um, oh. I live north of there. So it's probably about, depending on traffic, 30 to 40 minutes, you know. But, you know, because yeah, you have traffic down traffic. that wonderful 405, which is always <laughs> full of traffic.
0: Yeah, well, that's why we have wine and breweries, like the Red Car Brewery. Um, I want to get into that because, well, TARS has some interesting you know, history. And I think it's kind of fun because it goes back to some of your roots as re- in real estate, right? Um, you know, and I want people to know about the written palette. Um, go there. That's uh, Corey, the written palette.com. That is Corey's website. Did I get it right? I'm not yes. looking at my notes. Yes, did I?
1: Did.
0: <laughs> I did it. I did it. Okay. But I know that you did a little bit of real estate in life, right? And so, yes, I
1: did.
0: and this connects kind of in a way with Torrance's history of, Someone's vision saying, "Hey, we're going to make a town here."
1: Yes, it does. I mean, and you know, to me, history is part of a town, and in this case, it's the the design of the town reflects today on the way the city functions.
0: Yeah. Well, so there was a town developer. His name's Torrance, right? Or they named it after Torrance. Yes,
1: it was named after uh, Jared Sidney Torrance.
0: Okay. And then they got uh, Olmsted to come in, which I think Frederick Olmsted is like the person behind designing the Biltmore Mansion in Asheville and also designed a lot of the North Carolina, uh, the North Carolina Arboretum in Asheville. But he, they have a beautiful statue of him there. But he is like the lands- landscape architect of America, the father of landscape architecture. And he worked very much with nature being the backdrop. It's kind of like, the landscape architect that if Frank Lloyd Wright, they, they could they should have had a business together, quite frankly. I always think that because they worked, you know, they didn't want to ruin nature. And I think the way Torrance was built and it was really interesting reading your article about this, that they understood about how life would work, where the in- industry side is, when the industrial section versus where people are living and airflow and all of that. That's pretty amazing.
1: Well, I think also because they're close to the ocean and that goes back to nature, they took that into consideration. The ocean breezes, bringing that into the community.
0: Mm. So kind of like wineries. (laughs)
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, I'm just going back to, I know what you do, wine, (laughs) wine tasting, you know, but so they bring this together, this history. And so, was it first like a bedroom community? Basically, like a?
1: it was more of that. But, you know, during World War II, They, you know, they had they were. Yes, I would say it was a bedroom because during World War II, they bring people actually back backwards. They brought people to San Pedro, which is right next All to. Right. The and then a lot of them lived in downtown L.A., so. Basically, oh. the defense industries were down in that area during during World War II and thereafter.
0: Oh, wow. Well, yeah, because then you even have Camp Pendleton South and Oceanside South. Well, Southeast. you also
1: have the re- the, a lot of the refineries are there, too. Mm. Um, you know, the yeah. refineries um, on, along, I think, along El Segundo Boulevard, if mm-hmm. I remember, or is it Hawthorne Boulevard? You know, you've got those, too. They're not... In per se, Torrance. Although there were some refineries, and it's probably oh. still are some refineries.
0: It's interesting going back because when you think of L.A. and the whole region, right? It used to be orange groves, and you know, it's it's avocado how it trees. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh well, wow. well, Fallbrook yeah. has those now. They stole them. <laughs> they were like, I'm doing that, and I'm doing coffee. I think they're doing coffee now too, and wine. Kind of interesting seeing this development and thinking about these historic neighborhoods. How did they become something and a destination? So the beach behind me in the in this picture, you took this photo um tell us a little bit about the coastal side of it how far how how fast can you get to the beach if traffic is nice
1: there Well, if you're in Torrance, it's not that far because you know Torrance only has a mile and a half of beach, but you're the different, you know, from the, from what I'll say, the four hundred five, where you probably get off to go to Torrance to the beach, I would say it's what, I don't know how many miles, but I'd say it's maybe 10, 15 minutes from oh, five. Cool.
0: That's nice. That's quality of life then for families. So is it, do you think it's a family friendly community?
1: Yes, it definitely is. And it's a, a com- very community oriented, um, one of the things I noticed when I was there is especially when I was taken around by the ambassador there is she knew everybody and everybody came up and started talking to her. And it just, that sense of community was definitely there.
0: Mm. And so yeah, that was Debbie, I, I think from discover. Yeah. Yes. Everyone. Yeah. dot is a website to check out Torrance. Um, and it's in the article and everything too, but I was going to say too, so it's family friendly, but then shopping, we're getting to the holiday season. So I got to bring this up. So like, if you, you, you want to go fashion, this is the place, apparently.
1: Yes. They've got the D- Delamo fashion center there with lots of stores. Um, and you know, it's a bit, it's one of the biggest, one of five biggest shopping malls in the United States. So it's quite large. I mean, I didn't walk the whole mall, but I've walked part of it. And, you know, it's got all those good stores that you like to go to. Many people like to go to.
0: Well, how far are you from the from or close are you to the fashion district in L.A.? Which I've never done.
1: No, that would be a longer. That's not. Oh, it is
0: long. So it's not connected at all. It's It's down.
1: It's not connected. And it's that's in downtown L.A. So like we were talking about for the defense industry and taking the red, you know, which they took the red car to downtown town where they live, it would be probably about the same amount of time. But I would okay. say that's going downtown from there 40 minutes to an hour, depending on traffic.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, that's nothing for us that travel the country full time. Like an hour? Nothing. But, but when but you're working,
1: not... you look at it differently. Yeah, yeah. I'm laughing because I just came off a meeting earlier today about congestion park pricing that they're trying to get in LA. And I'm like, Wow. You know. Anyway.
0: All right. Well, listen, um, let's let's move forward on the red cars because I know you wrote about it, you talked about a brewery, and the red car is part of the history. You've got murals there. I love the public art and you got some great photos, great parks, obviously beaches. So quality of life seems to be the main thing for Tarts is to have quality right. of life for the community. Um, but tell us about the red car history, because you did get into that in your article. Obviously I have a passion for it. And then there's a brewery named after it.
1: Well, it was kind of interesting because when we were there uh, we were pointed out this red car. I, from when we were up in that, the tree, the urban treehouse. Oh yeah. And the um, tree
0: house. Oh my gosh. So yes, this is a real treehouse. house you can get up into do- So,
1: it well, it's very accessible. It's, it's designed for accessibility, but oh, nice. so they pointed it out and I thought, and then I saw the mural and then obviously the name of the red car uh, brewery, they all tied in. So I started doing some research about the red car and its significance. And then I found the story and I remember um, cause I'm a native of Los Angeles. I remember the, uh, you know, the electric, I didn't really see the red cars, but I remember the electric tracks that were on many of our streets here in Los Angeles. So I knew there was a history and knowing what they're trying to do now, they took out all those, those electric car tracks, which I think they still have some in Torrance, but I could be wrong. I just, I thought I remember seeing them. And I think, you know, it's all part of our, it is part of history. And that what I discovered was there's this unusual story about this one red car that originated in, in the East Bay. Um, and then was transferred to, uh, what I'm trying to remember the name was it the military. Um, um, some mission that then you know a maritime commission i'm sorry i couldn't remember oh, okay. yeah. and then it trans then it was sold to the pacific electric um oh, yeah. car e uh, and g was that I'm, P&- I'm, yeah it was um, Pacific I'm looking electric at- i railroad it was railroad
0: oh yeah i went to pg and e that was our electric bill that I'm i'm remembering back living in california so pg and e was my thing what am I thinking? Um, so yeah, the yeah, Pacific Electric Railway. Well, both of them, them
1: have us. Pacific Electric. It's just one's a railroad, and so they were using it for transferring people from uh, from uh, from downtown to Torrance to or to San Pedro, but it went through Torrance, and they um, the car was in a collision right after they got it. And so, this gentleman—I think that's how the part that Wilson Park is named—bought that red car for fifty dollars and made it into his home for many years. I think he, I, and you know, he made it into a two-bedroom home. So you've got it. No to- way. Yeah. And he had—I forget how many. I think there are four of them living in it. As I read the story, and I found it really fascinating. He put shingles on it, added a porch, did all sorts of things to it, make it his home. And so many people
0: are doing that kind of thing now with like tiny homes and stuff like that. It's like fascinating. And have you been to Encinitas, where there's the boat houses? No. There's two houses that people live in boats in Encinitas. Um, I mean, it's san diego county north san diego on on highway 101 there are two boats and i can't remember the story of that either but people are living in these historic boats on like right next to each other like an apartment so i love this that people some guy just decides i'm making this into a home that's and he's preserving history and it's kind of like interpretive in a way should be a bed and breakfast where is it now
1: now it's 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 kind of in bad condition from what oh. I understand, but the Torrance Historical Society bought it for one dollar
0: oh, that's,
1: and I think they had to do something that there had to be a a purchase amount of money um sure. and they took I think they took off the roof they found the car but to under- the
0: integrity of the car, yeah, the
1: integrity of the car. But then it got vandalized and things, and so they haven't. Hey. Uh, it takes a lot of money to restore it.
0: Hey, everybody with big pockets, <laughs> saying, save the red car. I need a new home. <laughs> I don't, but
1: but it's I mean, it's it's still yeah. there, uh, in in part of Wilson Park, which they designate. I have to look it up. They designate it as the uh, wait. You got to find it.
0: Sorry, I, I love this. Uh, I, it.
1: It stands yeah. what is called the Southern California Live Steamers mm-hmm. miniature railroad. So it's it's sitting there.
0: Wow, wow! And so then there's also so we've got the red cars. So that history, but there's also um, Louis Zamperini, uh, that was an Olympic track star from 1936 and World War II veteran. Right, and so. He's also part of the history of the community, and part right. of the historical and he society. Was, uh,
1: he was the 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 movie um, I want to I'm broken. and yeah. is based on his life. And he wow. was held he was held by the uh, Japanese during World War II because wow. his plane went That's down. not
0: fun. That is not so. We know
1: they they've Mm-mm. got the mural of. Of him, And then the Historical Society has a lot of his memorabilia.
0: Mm. When you travel, you know, as a photographer and writer, do you go to a lot of the museums and kind of start delving into these these stories? I mean, it seems like you got taken by the red cars. I love that there's a brewery, but it seems like, you know, getting to the the backbone of what started this community is kind of important for us as travelers.
1: I kind of like that. I think I always believe every every city has something uh whether it be murals, sculptures, or I mean, I was just down well, you're in- an
0: artist, so you go right to the art don't you too? not
1: necessarily <laughs> like when I was in Carlsbad, it's water it's yeah, all yeah around right. water and I thought that was fascinating. And when I get to that article that I'm going to write, I'm going oh, to
0: just down the road is. Encinitas. I know. <laughs> and and got to go to the boat houses.
1: <laughs> so, you know, every city has something. So yes, the red car had a a big influence there. You know, usually it I find it is art, but sometimes it's something else, and you never know till you get to a place, uh, what it is, and start talking yeah. to people
0: is that that's the truth you can do you know you, you know it's being you know the president of iftwa the international food wine travel writers association you've been you know a member for years and travel writer and you have your media trips and you do your research before you go you have your itinerary and sometimes it's even changing as you get there right as we all know that happens and because we're all humans <laughs> so when you get there no matter what it changes as soon as you land your feet in the place, what you think you're going to cover, you have your ideas, you tell the destination, hey, I want to cover this, this, this. And you get there and go, hey, I want this story. This is something for
1: me. That That is so true. I, I was just in New Brunswick. And during the trip, I realized I was there to write about wine. And the tide, okay, here's an example that is not art. The tides play a big part in New Brunswick and so I wrote a whole I first I wrote my editor that I was supposed to write the article I said my article is morphed it's a little different now you know because that happens you know you can get an assignment and then something else really inspires you and you want to
0: do it you want to follow the
1: and you it's you your writing is going to be better if you if you're able to do something like that where you know what i call it is it wows you and it it just
0: got to follow the breadcrumbs as they say like hansel and gretel had -hmm. their little breadcrumbs to take them home but you got to follow their breadcrumbs it's true look at the google that it's really cool it's a cool premise about um success and following that passion and and i think in the creative arts which travel writing i believe is in the creative arts even though you're telling something. Travel writing has morphed through the years. It used to be you couldn't talk about your personal vibe on it. It had to be like, like a guide, which isn't very romantic. You no, know, and I don't I, mean romance as a you know lovers and whatever, but hey, a little bit of that's fun too
1: on travel. Oh, no, but it's the romance of the place, not yeah, like a lover. And I, I can give a perfect example as I did a couple of years ago, and I think I did part of it on your show. Uh, I did, I think, a Royal Grande, and yes, um, yes, yes. A part of it was I went there because my father had a ranch there, and so we were kind of comparing it from the '90s. To then, and I was with a colleague, and everywhere we go, there was some, and it wasn't on purpose. There was some connection, and that helps the romance of a story. That kind of connection, whether it be art, wine. You know, See how- why
0: we're the blend? Do you understand why we're the blend? Because it's all connected. Yes. You know, it's like it is, and it always goes back to travel because even if you're time traveling from your computer, go for it, man. But the history tells the story of everything. You have to go to the, I, I think you have to go to the past to, to tell the story of now. Absolutely. I really do. And I think you do that in, in your writing. I in, do it in, a
1: lot in my writing because I I, prefer, I like to know the background of why is it the way it? Why is a mm-hmm. place the way it is today? Or mm-hmm. at least you have a fa- a foundation, and that's it's you know I, it, it kind of goes along with how I view art. When you're learning to draw, you have to go back to the classics before you can
0: yeah
1: you you know draw abstract. You have to understand-
0: as a musician, I had to do all those damn scales over and over again, yeah. and then well, I was allowed to, to break into rock and music. roll. Yeah. I could do rock and roll after that and say screw this i'm doing that yeah right. you have to learn the rules so you can break them right and there's a famous quote and i can't remember who said that but someone did so thank you whoever that was i can't remember who they were but good for you but going to the red car i want to go back to the red car story because now fast forward to the future this red car is going back and forth transporting people and i think I love that you bring in World War II history for L.A. because it's huge. I think Southern California, I actually want to do a whole bunch on it because our, our family has history, World War II history there, and it's weird. It's really weird. And as a real estate person, I want to ask you some questions, but off-air, crazy stuff, like really crazy well, no, stories. And I,
1: Like I live right next door to the v, uh, West L.A. V.A., yeah. And you even go to, to the cemetery, and you'll laugh. There are dogs cool. buried there. Yeah, you know. well, we did the
0: older dog story. Remember? Um, yeah. Was it last yep. year? Yeah. And before?
1: you know, yep. you just don't. There's a lot of, and I some of the air museums they've got. I mean, I th- I can't remember which company, but they covered. They created this so that in case they were being spied on, they didn't know the, you know, airplanes are, were being built underneath it. I think it was McDonald. Du- well, whatever it was then, it's now McDonnell Douglas. But, um, you know, the Santa Monica Air Museum, it has a whole thing on it. It's fascinating, you know. And it's I wild
0: because the whole coastline has all this nuclear history too. I and mean, nu- I mean, just like looking out and, um, you know, it was a couple years ago. Oh, I don't know when, a year ago, two years ago. <laughs> where we've been and we were driving up to go to Oregon we're about to do it again and we went through Crescent City which I've been to before and you're used to all the tsunami history that they have and then I went you know we document parks and doing a community park and they have all this World War II history and I forgot about like we're still always visit, like looking at what happened at Normandy Beach and, and things like that right which is absolutely important and crazy that's a crazy story but i forgot like the pacific coastline of what they do and have done in regards to um the the pacific coastline how big it was i mean obviously hawaii and things like that the pacific you know um we we have all of you know pearl harbor and all of that but i was at crescent city and here's a piece of a submarine that just floated back in the water that's in this community park of history. And I went to and I still get chills thinking and photograph. And I'm like, what is the history behind this submarine, this one piece of submarine that floated? And here they are. And they have a plaque and everything. Now, you know, you want to go down a rabbit hole, right? Um, So the Pacific coastline, and I think people forget that about Los Angeles. It's always Hollywood stars and la, la, la disneyland and everything which is great but the world war ii history in california is huge it's massive
1: yes it is i mean in
0: that time frame
1: and we've got a lot of all up and down the coast you've got a lot of military bases Mm -hmm. and you know so yeah
0: young young military guys going off and Girl staying home at the beach. It was like an interesting, interesting thing. Top Gun house in Oceanside. Anyway, I want I want to go back to the red car and the brewery because the red car here's his history, and then you have a brewery of today. And weren't the brew the, the owners? They met in a brewery. Did I read that right?
1: They they originally met at a beer bar.
0: Okay, well that's and close he, enough.
1: And he was a brewmaster. He he started at home with a home kit. Oh, made. yeah, that's what
0: they always do. Yeah, normally, yeah.
1: yeah. And then it became a big, you know, it it expanded, and he became a uh, brewmaster. And then they decided, you know, it was time to open their own place. She was in the fashion industry. And oh, wow, okay. So, that makes
0: sense in Torrance, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then she actually then, um, you know, the both of them then, decided to start their own place. It took them a while,
0: but sure. they found this
1: historic building. And then I think they yeah. they must have known the story of the red car and its importance to Torrance. And they decided to call it the Red Car Brewery.
0: Do they make red beer? That's important.
1: Not when I was there.
0: <laughs> I'm going to have to go knock on their door. <laughs> it's Actually, I'm not, I am not a...
1: Beer drinker yeah. and I tasted a couple of them, and they were very good. And, oh, that's cool! And actually, one of their beers, um, they have they to have ever is, ever ever is ever. one that they do for USC. Used to do for the games at USC. Oh,
0: USC! Yay, <laughs> USC marching band! <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, had,
1: so you know they've So you know, I tasted a couple of them, and they were very. They were, you know. Very good, and can you eat there? Yes, mm. and the food is actually really, really good, and it's more than what you expected a brewery. So I, I would say it's gourmet pub group brew oh, pub,
0: nice. and it's
1: nice. you know they've got more interest, a more diverse menu.
0: Mm. Then you would cool. find
1: it most places. And um, I got to tell you, that salmon I had was to die for. One of the best salmons I've had with this, the way they did it. it. was just wonderful.
0: Oh, well, good. Well, this is good. So good brewery, good history, community planning. I mean, this is quite a story. Um, shopping's in there. You got food. You got beer. What more do you want? Oh, parks, beach, tree houses. And, and then got, um, uh,
1: once accessible. a month, you've got that antique. Uh, they have their antique market once a month
0: that is awesome too that is i am liking this i'm liking this so discovertours.com. uh again uh, Corey's link to her articles up in the show notes and just go to blend radio and but i do want to transfer over to talk a little bit about iftwa the international food wine travel writers association sure. i followed you guys through this cruise i'm like Girls and boys are having way too much fun.
1: <laughs> it was a good cruise. It was a really that a good, looked like
0: epic, epic conference, like a fun conference, but still informational and networking and all of that important business stuff. But
1: it right. like a we, lot of fun. We actually made sure we had a lot of interesting media trips that mm-hmm. I think everybody really enjoyed where they got, you know got to uh, visit, you know.
0: It was kind of neat because people had media trips, like where you stopped at ports, right? San Francisco. And then I saw like Stacy Wittig, travel writer, Stacy. She's been on our show for, you know, years and um, board member now. Right. And she's off meeting people from her journey of walking the Camino, you know, and I'm like, what? And so she did, you know, it's, it's interesting how people are able to, change things up a little bit and then use things like city pass to go to attractions in San Francisco, things like that. That, that I thought was right. And then
1: we had, I mean, we had a day down in one, uh, one of the, uh, ABAs, uh, Susan Valley. And then we had Concord, California and that's, and then the San Francisco peninsula had, I went on one of those, and it was fab. One of their media trip was fabulous.
0: So it started I brought in home some right?
1: pumpkins. I, some of my oh. pumpkins I'm using for the season are from there. You
0: brought pumpkins aboard a ship home, like seriously?
1: Don't okay. tell anybody. <laughs>
0: are you allowed to bring produce? Well,
1: remember it was in California, California, oh, okay. California.
0: So that's not, so it's not like, but you started in Vancouver.
1: Yeah, but I didn't get the pumpkins till I was in California. (laughs) Okay.
0: So good girl. That's okay. You're allowed to do that. You're allowed to. It's a
1: little secret.
0: Oh, yeah. That's real little now. But
1: (laughs) I know (laughs) I'm teasing.
0: (laughs) But that's cool. But it's cool. But I mean, I love that you guys did this whole cruise and also had the 360, um, you know, experience, that dining experience. Uh, Did you enjoy that? That whole. I did that. That's amazing
1: last January because I did it they offered some media trips into the, you know with uh-huh. a few media and I I didn't do it this time because I wanted to give yes. space to other people but yes it's a it's an interesting I wrote an article on it and I kind of it's kind of like the bang Van Gogh immersion but for uh-huh. all five senses.
0: That's amazing. And
1: that's the way I destru- described it because it reminded, I think Mo, there's one for Monet now and they keep adding more to them. call Kahlo. Um, yeah, somewhere yeah. there's going to be a MUCA one, and uh, but it's that's going awesome. to a smaller city. Um, but yeah, it's that kind of feel, but with all five senses.
0: Nice. So are you allowed to tell us what's happening next year? I mean, you're the president. Yes,
1: I can. And I figured we would. Uh, Iftwas uh, is going to have their conference in the Finger Lakes in Corning. Oh um, my, be, that's
0: awesome! So I know. Stupin I'm County very excited. Going to be part of that, right, Stupin County, and
1: yes, all, all students. In Ca- yes, and um, we don't have all. You know, it's just, we're just in the beginning process. Uh, obviously, we've signed up for it, and it's all that's all set. But. Yeah, we don't, you know, we hope I'm working with like visit Rochester. Ho- hopefully we'll get something, but it's in uh, the neighboring communities. It, it'll have, you know, like it should food, wine. wine. And I think a lot of wine, but
0: like, and like, I'm, that looking area forward, beautiful.
1: I'm looking forward to the glass. um
0: Yeah. Corning glass, glass
1: or- uh, the Corning glass museum. I'm really excited to see that. And just today, water I think Falls. we finalized our logo for the conference. I'm very excited about it. Oh,
0: that's cool! Yeah, we've had, uh, you know, uh, Stephen you know, Steuben County on the show. Um, Dave has been on, and, and yeah. it's just it's been a couple times. And we were there, and we saw the signs. We were upstate New York near Seneca Falls, and it is gorgeous. And
1: I've then never the And Canal, the, the water,
0: water, and I just, you know, because we almost ended up downtown New York City by accident and I had to pull the car over and like we are so screwed <laughs> I'm gonna just suddenly drive into New York City not prepared and we've got ourselves back on track we were coming from Connecticut and going to Michigan and oh my gosh this this I mean upstate New York and I think a lot of people forget that upstate New York is different than New York City and it is gorgeous 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 beautiful insanely amazing and I was talking to David I was like oh my gosh we saw the signs for Corning and the glassware and all this. And we're like, we had to get to Michigan by a certain time. And I'm like, wah, wah, wah. I want to stop. I want to go because Steuben is, I mean, wine, like you're saying, amazing wines. It's all part of the Finger Lakes, the glassware, the art, the food. Apparently ice cream is a big deal. So remember I the know. ice cream. I'm but just they saying. also,
1: aeronautics, there's a an airplane um, museum there too. Oh, cool.
0: Well, you know, you're right there. Um, there you was the the guy, I think
1: it's called, I can't remember the name of it, but it, they were more around the time of the Wright brothers and they they did something. So it's, there's flying is a big thing that for them too. So I'm anxious because that kind of stuff interests me. And after we just talked about World War II, that's kind of, I know, of I know, so i going
0: from red cars to this, but then you're also like up at the top by Canada, right? Yep. You got to think you're at the top of the country, and it's cool because we were in Erie, Pennsylvania. Buffalo, New York, was not far, and people are like, like people saw we were there on the Instagram. Come, come over. And I'm like, we can't. We, you know, you want to be, you want to be, you know how it is when you travel. People are like, I'm here, I'm here. I'm like, I can't, I can't. We're doing this over here, but you could see Canada. You could like just down the road through a few more vineyards, we would have gotten to New York State. But that whole area um, is interesting history in regards to the war of 1812 the battle of 1812 world war ii too um so yeah you're gonna have a good
1: time you're oh looking forward and i've always wanted to go there because of my you know my wine background i've always wanted to the
0: finger lakes wines are amazing so i'm very
1: excited about it
0: oh so everyone uh ifwtwa.org is a website so i encourage you to become a member whether you're a travel writer photographer an author destinations, right? So can you explain for people, the associate members, that's something too, for CVBs, destination, DMOs, um, and even if tour guides and people like that should be part of it.
1: Yes, it, it, definitely. Um, we're always looking for destinations and work with them. And we try to provide, you know, a lot of benef- special benefits for um, our What we call our associate members, which are the DMOs, CBVs, and, you know, tour guides or those kind of things. Um,
0: It's been so great the last, you know, you're seeing so many new members come on board and globally, too, which is really exciting to see. You're an international, you know, international organization, but you really are international, obviously based in the States, but you are international. and That's exciting, you know.
1: Yes, very exciting. We've got a nice, strong Canadian group as well as abroad. When I say abroad, I mean across across, across the pond. The pond. Or, yeah, yeah.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Corey. It's always a pleasure having you on the show uh everyone again discover torrents.com is the website for torrance california and uh also Corey's article the link is in the show notes it's up on blendradio.com. if you go to that site and just type in torrance because anybody could be listening to this a year from now just type in torrance in the search bar and you'll find it i think you've written the only article on torrance that we've covered so there you go you own torrance on our site so there you go okay thank you so much always fun to have you and happy travels where's the next place you're going
1: Probably up to uh, solving that area. That's beautiful. hopefully in December. And then off to, I'm working on one for um, uh, maybe Paso. And then definitely have one for my, I have a group in LA called LA Wine Writers. And we're going up to the Umqua Valley in oh, Oregon. Oh,
0: nice. Beautiful. That's beautiful up there. Awesome. You're going to have a good time. Well, you take care and happy sipping, but don't drive after that. I know you know better. I know better
1: than
0: that. (laughs) Always good to chat with you. Everyone, you can keep up with Corey at therittenpalette.com. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for listening to Big Blend Radio's Food, Wine, and Travel Show, featuring members of the International Food, Wine, Travel Writers Association. We encourage you to visit their website. We say iftwa.com which is ifwtwa.org you can also follow us at bigblendradio.com happy travels everyone